Hey, hey, friends. This is Jessie DeShane, a chronic illness support coach and host over here on the Chronically Healing Podcast. When I was diagnosed with Hashimoto's thyroiditis, I was scared and immediately started looking for support. After finding so much negativity in the autoimmune world, I decided to start a community that emphasizes positivity and healing. On this show, you will hear me have conversations with people just like you who are on their own unique healing journey with chronic illness. There might be a few tears, but you are guaranteed to have a bunch of laughs and lots and lots of love and support. Let's dive into the show. Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome back to the show. So today I just wanted to do another quick little update about me, some of the things going on in my personal life, and then I wanted to slightly dive into a topic that I think is a much bigger topic, and I'm actually going to put some feelers out there to have a couple of experts or people that have gone through this on the podcast to talk about, and that is debt with chronic illness. Um, If you follow anything on my personal page on, well, currently it's Jessie DeShane on Instagram, but I need to change that because my name has been changed, but... um, Basically, I've gotten really into budgeting earlier this year, and a big thing and a big reason that we have a higher debt amount than I would like is because of our chronic illnesses and because of the medical bills that we've had to pay. So I am going to start with a quick little intro about things that are going on in my life with my health, and then I'll dive into a little bit about my opinions on debt and just kind of an overarching Uh, like some of my thoughts and stuff. But if you know of anyone or if you are someone that feels that you have like some really good tidbits to give to people on this subject or something that you've really gone through, make sure to send me an email at jesse at jessedeshane.com or shoot me a DM over on Chronically Healing. It's chronically.healing on Instagram, I believe. I don't even know my own Instagram. (laughs) So um, I would love to get some people on here that are a little bit more of an expert than me or have gone through a little bit more than me. Um, I'm only about seven-ish months into my debt journey, so I can't say that I have a ton of experience. But anyway, let's get started. So my first update for you guys is actually about my thyroid. Some of my results came back from my doctor appointment and basically I'm being over-medicated, not something that I was surprised about, and they lowered my medication. So they've decided to lower it by like half pill increments. <laughs> so they've lowered it by half of a an increment here for about three weeks and then they want me to lower it by another half. I'm a little bit tentative on that just because I'm terrified of them throwing me into um, underactive thyroid again. However, I will say with the new meds, my anxiety issues have gone down so much. So um, so that's been wonderful. I obviously was very over-medicated. I was not doing super hot on that amount of medication. And that also could mean that a lot of these lifestyle changes that I'm making have made an impact enough that I don't need as much medication, which is really cool. So moving on from that, updates on my new doctor. So I have been seeing a new, she's technically a doctor of chiropractic, I believe, um, in naturopath, but 
I have been seeing her. I've seen her now twice, and I really like her. I think she's super smart. I think the only thing is I'm working with a functional medicine practitioner right now that you guys heard about. She was on the podcast, The Holistic Health Boss. Um, I'm working with her. And I don't know that I need to be seeing two practitioners at the same time. The only thing is I would like to still see this doctor because um, Jen, the holistic health boss, isn't able to, you know, make any um, like prescription changes or anything like that. The only thing that's annoying, which kind of gets into the debt stuff, is... With this doctor that I'm going to see, it's a $30 copay, which is not awful. Um, it's a little bit more expensive than my last doctor's copay was, but nothing too crazy. I do have really good insurance. However, then it's like a $50 charge for her to send out her recommendations on a prescription to have another doctor then call me and tell me if the prescription is okay or not. So... That's $80 every time I need to get my prescription changed, and I'm not super pumped about that. Um, she also wanted to do a lot of changes and stuff, but I really want to focus in on the stuff with Jen. So I'm trying to figure that out. The only problem is I do have a naturopath that I see, but she's in the city. I'm not in the city very often, and she's also not in a practical spot in the city for me. So it's nowhere near where I work. It's nowhere near the CTA. So it's totally a hassle every time I go there. Whereas this doctor that I've seen twice now is like a mile from my house. So I don't know. I have to figure that out soon. But moving on from that, I am working with Jen, the holistic health boss. Love her. I just talked to her on Tuesday. I'm filming this um, or filming this. I'm recording this on Monday. So about a week ago, I sat in on a call with her with Ben and we went over all of my health, um, my test results from the GI map, another GI test that I took, um, and then the Dutch hormone test. So I don't have the test results like written out in front of me. And honestly, if you know me, if you talk to me, the the science behind test results and stuff like that is just not my forte. But what I can tell you is that I my hormones weren't as bad as I thought. I w they're not perfect by any means. We have a lot of work to do. But for someone that was on birth control for 15 years and just came off in February, my body's actually bouncing back a lot better than I thought it would. And I'm really, really proud of it. So with that... I do have a little bit of a hormone imbalance. I am a little bit estrogen dominant, but not enough that it's like a huge deal. Um, I want to say that there was actually more issues with just one part of my estrogen. Um, I think like androgen or something. I should I should pull these test results up. But honestly, I'm I'm meeting with Jen again in about a week and a half, and we're gonna go over like diving into everything that we need to do. So I feel like I'll be able to give you guys some more insight. Maybe the end of October, early November with how things are going. But so we got a little bit of hormone imbalance, but nothing too crazy. And then um, I am insulin resistant, which is not something that I was surprised by. I am a carb queen. I eat all things carbs. If I didn't have to eat another ounce of fat or protein in my life, I would be happy. <laughs> um, it's like an actual issue. So with that, I wasn't surprised by it. 
I've known for a really long time that my diet is where I need to make changes and I just wasn't ready yet. And I've finally hit the time where I'm ready. Um, I mean, I've made changes with like eating fully organic, with um, making sure I'm eating grass fed beef and things like that. And I'm eating entirely gluten free. But, you know, I haven't been sticking to dairy free. I haven't really been paying attention to any of that kind of stuff. And I can tell like my body is consistently inflamed uh, no matter what I do, no matter how I feel. And I can tell that I eat something a little bit off and my brain fog is back or my headaches are back. So my dog just growled at who knows what. Um, so yeah, so yeah, things are just a little bit up in the air with that. And I knew that I needed to make some changes to my diet. So I'm not surprised by that. And then what was the other stuff? Oh, obviously the big guy, gut bacteria. So currently at this time, my um, GI map was not showing any parasites, was not showing anything like that. So that's really good. However, what Jen told me, um, I do have a lot of bacterial overgrowth. Like, I mean, you're supposed to have bacteria in your gut, obviously, but like mine, there were a few of them that were way higher than they should be and a couple that were actually too low. So we're going to definitely hit the gut. I was, again, not surprised. I'm pretty sure that all issues that I have left with my health um, are, can be contributed to my gut. So she was kind of explaining to me like the leaky gut, you know, if you hold your hand out um, and you close your fingers, that's what like a normal gut should look like, whereas mine is is open. So there's things kind of getting in there. And she was explaining to me that with the parasite thing, though, no parasites are showing currently, and that's great. Once we clear out some of this bacteria, we will want to retest my GI map, first of all, to see if the bacteria has gone down, but second of all, to make sure there aren't any parasites that are kind of hiding down there. So um, apparently, like, parasites hide under bacteria. I don't fully understand, but Basically, I will be doing the GI map again probably in like six-ish months. We'll see when we get there um, and how my healing goes over these next few months. So with that, I start, like I said, coaching with her about just over a week from today. I will have my first call with her. Um, I ordered about half of my supplements that I need to take and then um, I'll be ordering the rest of them here soon. So what she and I are going to do is slowly get into things. Um, which I really appreciate. She is not being like, you need to change all of your supplements now. You need to change all of your food right now. She's very much understanding that it takes time and it's really difficult to make changes like that. So with that, we're going to start um, with supplements probably pretty quickly um, and start cycling them in. She wants to cycle them in just to make sure, you know, like if all of a sudden one day you're feeling really nauseous and you just started six different supplements, how do you know which one is making you feel nauseous? Or if you start feeling really good, how do you know which one's making you feel really good? So we're going to start that and then starting with the food stuff. So I was actually a little nervous about this because, well, the next two days I'm supposed to be in Wisconsin. Um, but we will see. I'm actually waiting to hear from my husband. We have a flat tire right now and he is currently working. So I'm not really sure if we're doing that Wisconsin trip. But I am going to San Diego in about two weeks and we are taking the train. So it's about a day and a half long trip and I just will not have like access to food at all times that are like grass fed, you know, all that kind of stuff. So 
it was a little scary. I was afraid that I was going to like start this diet and immediately kind of F it up. But we're going to start that slowly as well. So what I've currently started is trying to be entirely dairy free. I really thought that being dairy free would be easy, but honestly, I didn't realize how much it snuck into some of these foods that I'm eating on a consistent basis. So I'm already gluten free. Um, I am trying to cut dairy out now and um, I'm also going to be cutting back on grains and like processed sugar but these are all things that will be cut out completely pretty soon but I'm just starting a little bit slower over here um, I do also have to cut out things like nuts and um, a few nightshades and things like that that aren't as big of a deal like the biggest deal right now is gluten-free sugar-free um dairy-free eventually grain-free and then we'll kind of move on to these other culprits it does sound like she's going to put me in a AIP style diet for a little while just to see how things go with inflammation and stuff like that. But I will keep you guys updated on that. So that's kind of where I'm at. I'm still in a little bit of a waiting zone. Um, I will say that I'm happy, quote unquote, with my results. I'm happy that nothing was like astronomically bad and for the most part everything is fixable and is workable and things like that so I feel like I'm in a pretty good place from there how am I feeling so like I said earlier I definitely have a lot less anxiety which is wonderful um, however I have been pretty tired the last week or two I am blaming that on my period but with that like especially because my levels aren't super out of whack. I'm a little c tiny, tiny bit concerned at how exhausted I get from my period and how much it takes out of me, even like before my period starts. So I've been dealing with a lot of tiredness and then holy moly headaches. If you follow me over on Instagram, then you've seen this. I had like six headaches last week and I'm talking very bad headaches, like to the point of... Um, starting a migraine, having to take my migraine medication, having to take medication to try to calm the headache. And I'm not really sure. The only thing I can think of is A, again, my period, or B, the weather here has been really funky with it going into fall. We're kind of having hot weather, then cold weather, then hot weather, then cold weather. So it could be a little bit of that, but I'm not really sure. Um, it also could be dairy. I'm honestly no idea. All I know is that I would love for these headaches to go away. So that's kind of how I'm feeling around things. Um, I have noticed a tiny bit of brain fog, nothing crazy. I've noticed that over the last like two or three months. Um, I really think that I need to start doing some like liver detox type stuff, whether that is more infrared saunas. I bought everything to do um, coffee enemas like six months ago and I still haven't done one because I'm absolutely terrified. So that's a possibility. Things like that. I'm just trying to figure out different things that I can do to support that arena. But that's kind of where we're at health wise and with my coach. I will definitely update you guys maybe in like a month or so with um, how I'm feeling, different things that we've implemented, how those things are going. So let's move on quickly to debt with chronic illness. So as I was talking about before with all of these like supplements that I'm starting to take, you know, supplements are not cheap. I will be, I don't know, around $500 of supplements that I will have just 
probably for this month. Um, ben spends a ridiculous amount of money on supplements. So supplements and medications, definitely very expensive. And then when you're going to these doctors that aren't covered by insurance, again, very expensive. I've been very lucky and very resourceful, honestly. I I have only seen doctors that are covered by my insurance, even if mostly covered by my insurance. I've only gotten my blood work done by people that are covered by insurance. The only thing that hasn't been covered by insurance yet are the uh, functional medicine coaches that I've worked with, so Nicola and now Jen. So those are things that came out of pocket. If I'm completely honest, I didn't have all of the money to pay for some of that, and I did put some of that and added that to my debt because I felt that it was necessary for me to do. Now, this is not me telling you to do the same thing. In fact, this is me telling you not to do the same thing. But at some point, I had to make the decision what is more important. And for me, in order to, you know, start my own business and in order to coach other people and bring in more money and be able to do all these things that I want to do in life, I need my health to be in a better place. And it's the same thing that happened to Ben about a year and a half ago when he got sick. You know, he was out of work for months and it just got to the point where like, we didn't have an option that we had to pull out of savings. And then when there was no more savings, we had to pull out a credit. And again, I am not saying that these are things that you should do. If there's any way that you cannot do that, um, I, I hope that you do that because um, I don't think spending frivolously or anything like that is something that you should be doing. I am... Again, not trying to condone this type of behavior. I'm just telling you what we did. And that's that's what we decided to do and what was important to us. We wanted to heal, so that was important to us. So other things that I have done um, in order to kind of deal with this kind of stuff is I'm budgeting every month for it. So I budget about $200 a month every month for my supplements that is going to have to go up but uh, currently I wasn't even hitting $200 a month in supplements and now I will be over that for a little while here though I will say that my coach is very much under the mindset that like we'll do supplements and when I don't need them then we'll we will take them out she's not adding supplements into my routine that are anything but necessary which I appreciate because I do feel like some practitioners can be a little bit of a supplement pusher, and I've definitely seen that happen in my own personal life, and it's really frustrating because you get to the point where you're taking, you know, 30 supplements a day, and you have no idea which one is actually helping you and which one's not. So I do appreciate having a practitioner that wants to, you know, supplement me using things like seeds and food and fermented food and things like that instead of always having to push like a supplement. Granted, there are some supplements that are always helpful to you or maybe you are deficient in and need to use, but I do appreciate that these are not things that she intends for like long-term use, at least not all of them. Uh, so again, budgeting for that, I budget for doctor appointments. Um, I kind of look, being a planner is really helpful with this, honestly. I look at my month ahead and I'm like, okay, I know I'm going to need to see the doctor this month. I know I'm going to need to get my blood work done. I look back at how much I've paid in the past and I try to budget around that. If I have additional money, I try to budget even above that just so that I'm not surprised if something comes back and it's not covered. I will say I'm very lucky. I do have really good insurance. Um, I, I mean, 
I pay a hefty price for it, but I do have pretty good insurance. So um, I, it is covered. Another thing that was really important to me and that I try to give advice to whenever anybody asks me is be resourceful. I mean, I, I have Blue Cross Blue Shield insurance here in the U.S. and I went on it and I was like, all right, like who's covered? Who's not covered? I'm going to reach out to these people that are covered first. And I saw like six or seven doctors before I found a doctor that I liked. But she was covered and it was important to me. And, you know, I found this doctor now that's covered by my insurance. But I may end up, you know, going to this other doctor that's still in the city just because I pay a little bit less and the budget's a little bit tight for us right now. So, so budgeting in any way possible, like look at your finances I know this isn't a budgeting channel, but it is something that I am very passionate about. Look at your finances. Be real with yourself. Write down what you're spending money on. Do you need to get your nails done every month? Do you need to go out to eat and spend $500 a month on food? Do you need that, I don't know, new Louis Vuitton purse. I mean, I wish that I could have one of those, but at the, you know, it's like, do I need that or do I need my health? I need my health. Do I need Netflix or do I need my health? I need my health. If it's really down to the wire like that, that $15 I pay for Netflix every month, that's much more important to me that I can buy a supplement than it is that I can watch, you know, Queer Eye, even though I love that show. But like, you know, I'd rather be alive and thriving than sitting on my couch half dead watching Netflix just because I'm being cheap about it. So be realistic. Write down how much money you bring in and cut things that you don't need if you are in a place that you need to do that. Find ways to make new money, uh, to make more money. I mean, this is something I'm still struggling with right now. Until I moved to Illinois, I worked three jobs. And I again, living with chronic illness, I do not say that you should do this. I'm pretty sure that's a huge re reason that I was pushed into so many flares. But find ways you can make other money. Maybe, maybe you really love beauty counter products start selling beauty counter products. Maybe you really love doing social media for people. Start putting it out there that you're willing to help people with their Instagram every month for, I don't know, 500 bucks a month or something like that. Something that you can do from your couch. Something that isn't going to cause you a lot of pain or a lot of stress or anything like that. If that's something you can do. I understand everybody's at a different place in their journey with illness, with healing, with things like that. So if you can't do that, then don't do that. I'm just trying to give you some advice if, the, if there are things that you can do. But honestly, the biggest thing, this was even hard for Ben, is just write down what your debts are. Write down how much money you make and write down things that you can cut. And you would be surprised. Like I remember writing everything down and being like, oh, I actually do have enough money for some of this stuff. Why was I putting it on my credit card? You know, things like that. So just being realistic about things like that I think is really important. Another thing is like <laughs> I, I said preventative budgeting, but that's not I don't that doesn't make any sense. But Honestly, guys, this is why I eat organic food. And I'm still struggling with this. I mean, we went to the grocery store on Friday. I thought we were going to spend so little money. We went to Aldi and we went to Trader Joe's. Uh, maybe I'll link the video for that in the show notes if you're interested in watching our haul. But we buy almost entirely organic food unless we really can't find something that's organic. And we still spent like 120 bucks on food for the week. 
even though we went to like the cheap stores and I was so upset about it and so freaked out. But then honestly, that's like that's what we have to do right now. And again, we've had to cut in other places and like figure other things out. And I don't get to go get my Starbucks anymore and I don't get to go get my nails done anymore. But you know what? That's that's what we have to do right now, because I would rather that Ben and I stayed healthy eating organic food than one of us get really sick again and then we have, you know, a $10,000 doctor bill that we don't know how to pay. So preventative in any way that you can, again, seeing your doctors, things like that, eating organic food, switching to non-toxic products. I'm not saying you need to switch all at once, but like I did with Beauty Counter, like as soon as I ran out of something, I would add it in. When I when I ran out of shampoo, I bought their new shampoo, like things like that to kind of prevent any possible issues that you could have in the future that would, you know, bring you like a huge medical debt, something like that. Kind of going along with that, I'm taking care of myself as much as I possibly can. So I'm trying not to stress about budgeting and about money. I'm trying to be kind to myself with us doing what we can do right now. And, you know, we're not taking advantage of the system or like being idiots about it. But, you know, there we might have to dip into our emergency fund a little bit to pay for groceries this month because we're really tight. You know, like there's different things that we might have to do and I'm, I'm being graceful with myself with that. Other things that I'm doing is I'm cutting out toxic people. I have, you know, I have people in my life that do not have my back and do not care about me. And instead of trying to fight for that relationship, I'm just not doing it anymore. Um, I'm going to therapy every week. It's something, again, it's covered by my insurance. I pay a $10 copay, but even if I didn't have a $10 copay, I would figure out a way to fit it in my budget because it's very much necessary um, we're also going to couples therapy right now because we're just trying to learn how to communicate with each other. It's totally preventative. We're not like going to get divorced or anything like that, but we're just trying to get in a better place so that we can start this marriage off on the right foot. So taking care of ourselves, meditating in the morning, that's completely free. Uh, you can take a walk. I've been taking walks with my dog every morning when I feel that I can. I'm journaling. I am um, reading. I am just trying to take care of myself. And I think those are little things that people don't realize how important that is. And it's totally free for a lot of this stuff. Like, you know, call a friend that really, really loves you. Um, go for a walk with a friend. Go for a walk with your dog. Meditate in the morning. Meditate at night. Read a book. Something like that. Just take care of yourself. And that's also like a preventative form of dealing with some of your issues. Again, again, I understand I'm coming from a place of like I'm further along in my healing journey. I feel pretty good most of the time. I can fully function. I can go to work most days. Um, things like that. I get that. But these are all things that I am doing in order to prevent other issues. So take care of yourself as much as you possibly can and give yourself a little bit of grace. I guess it all comes down to like understand that your health is your number one priority and sometimes the universe is going to play with you about that. <laughs> like honestly, like my health is really important to me. We're spending a lot of money on my health, on Ben's health. And Murphy's Law is a real thing. Like we have flat tire tonight. I have no idea how we're going to pay for it. Um, Just like other things like that, like 
things with your health will come up like you'll auto you'll you know have $500 in supplements that you weren't anticipating things like that and I personally feel that it's like the universe testing me (laughs) um and testing to see if like my health truly is my my full undying um a priority and it is so I don't know. I don't know that any of these things were good tips or tricks for any of you guys, but I just wanted to give you just a little bit of my thoughts on it, on how I'm dealing with it. Again, I'm not doing great every single day. On Friday, if you would have talked to me after we spent $120 on groceries, after I said that we can't spend more than $100 a week on groceries, I... I was so ticked. I was not in a good mood. I was mad at Ben. I was mad at the grocery stores. I was mad at organic food. I was mad at everything. And so it's 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 a process. You just have to do what you can do and understand that like if you continue to put so much so much pressure on yourself and be so mean to yourself because you can't pay for certain things like you're just going to make yourself sicker. So Do the best that you can. Write down how much you're spending every month. Write down how much you're making every month. Figure out things that you can cut. Figure out things that you could add in if you have the ability to work, um, if you have the ability to spend a little bit more time on things um, that might bring you in an income, you know, things like that. And I hope these were helpful little tips for you. Again, reach out to me on my Instagram or via email if you have any more tips that you would like to give the community about debt, living with chronic illness, things like that. Um, Or if you know of someone that you think would be a, a good expert on this area. These were just my opinions, different things that I've tried. Know that I'm still in the thick of things and I have no idea what I'm doing. But this is kind of how I'm getting through the day to day with, you know, debt when it comes to chronic illness because I definitely a good amount of our debt of our consumer debt which is about I don't know 38,000 ish dollars I just did a video on this of consumer debt I would say like a good half of that if not more is due to um, chronic illness so with that I'm not trying to leave you on a down on a downside, but I just want to let you guys know that it's real. It's happening. It's really hard and it's really awful that um, things like alternative health and functional health and things like that aren't covered by insurance, aren't taken care of. And and that is coming out of sick people's wallets. And there's it can be a snowball in the wrong direction. That's for sure. But I'm here for you. If you ever need someone to talk to, I don't know that I have the right answers for you, but if you ever need someone to talk to, definitely reach out about it. And I hope that you enjoyed this um, this episode. I almost said video because I've been filming videos for my YouTube channel all day, but I hope you enjoyed this episode. Thank you so much for listening. I can't wait for you guys to hear the upcoming episodes that are coming up. And yeah, I think that's it for the night. Have a wonderful day, evening, morning, whenever you're listening to this. And I will talk to you next week. Bye.